Well, we've arrived to the great moment of transition. From the abyss of despair to the pinnacle of creation. From one type of human existence marked by the inevitable decay of the world to another marked by the divine life. From death to life, as St. Paul says in Romans chapter 6. We've come to the moment when everything gets transformed. Our solemn waiting from Ash Wednesday forward through Holy Saturday is transformed into a colorful rejoicing. Our heaviness is transformed into celebration. And the silence of darkness is broken by the lucid light of victory. This moment transforms all other moments precisely because the resurrected Jesus, now and forevermore, reigns and stands victorious over the darkness of sin and death. And Church of the Cross, if there was ever a time to give an amen, it would be now. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah? Hallelujah. Praise be to God. We are now a resurrected people, an hallelujah people, who journey from Easter to another Easter, from a resurrected Sunday to another resurrected Sunday. This is who we are. We are a resurrected people, an hallelujah people. And like a child who is so good at being captured by a moment of joy, as, at times as simple as being tossed up in the air, or other times, there's numerous times in our neighborhood group where Ellie or Ayelet, who's with us tonight, will jump onto Sam's legs as he enters into the room and hold on and ask him to run about the house as they hold on. And they will say, do it again, do it again. Like a child who is so good at being captured by a moment of joy and exclaims, do it again. We need to be captured by this moment of joy, drawn up into it, echoing the words of a child, do it again. Do it again. Raise us up into your life all the more. Surround us in your victory again. Soak us in the joy of our salvation yet again. G.K. Chesterton said, Man is more himself. Man is more manlike when joy is the fundamental thing in him. And I would put forward, we are more godlike. We share in the likeness of God as the joy and wonder of the resurrected Christ becomes the fundamental thing in us. For we are a resurrected people, an alleluia people, full of joy and wonder. Why is this? Because foundationally, we are a baptized into Christ people. Paul, in Romans chapter 6, says it's our baptism into Christ that gives us this certain confidence. On the one hand, baptism is a simple rite of passage that uses an everyday element of life like water. But Paul in no way minimizes this practice. Instead, he wants us to see the water of baptism like a vast rushing river that transforms the landscape itself. Being baptized into Christ reorients everything about us. It reorients our past, our present, and our future. It changes our perspective on our past. It changes the makeup of our present and elevates our hope in the future. 
In other words, our baptism into Christ soaks our imagination so completely it changes the landscape of everything about us, our past, our present, and our future. Paul says it is our baptism into Christ that was raised, praise be to God. (laughs) Paul says it is our baptism into Christ that incorporates us into Jesus' actual death and burial. And Paul says, quoting Paul in Romans chapter 6, in order that, that baptism into Christ is so that, or in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We too might be raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Paul continues to expound on this incredible reality saying, quoting Paul in Romans chapter 6, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Do you hear his confidence? He can imagine nothing less than the resurrection and the glory of Jesus, than the divine joy of salvation, because we share in it all. We share in Jesus's death as we have been reenacting in various ways throughout Lent. We share in his wilderness temptations, testing, and trials. We share in his rejection of Satan and the shortcuts he offers to obedience. We share in his dying to himself and his giving of himself. We share in his prayer, our Father who art in heaven. We share in his sufferings and in his crucifixion. Yet, this is not it. This is not the ultimate goal. This is the certain reality that Paul is so clearly stating, the certain reality about Jesus and about ourselves in him that gives us a certain confidence in his resurrection power. We share in his resurrection. As Paul said, just as Christ was raised from the dead, so too we, that we might walk in newness of life. We share in his blessing from the Father. This is my son with whom I am well pleased, adopted into the family through Christ. We share in his deliverance and power over the devil and forces of evil. We share in his healing power to restore the mind, the heart, the body, the physical world itself. We share in his voice that speaks a better word. We share in his light that overcomes the darkness. We share in his body the bread of life everlasting. We share in his blood that restores communion with God. We share in his victory over the reign of sin and death. And we share in his likeness and glory, from one degree of glory to the next, as Paul will say in 2 Corinthians. Thus, Paul, in light of all of this, commands us, saying, you must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus. Now, I think this word, this English word, consider here, is quite weak. 
You must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus. Paul is after something much more powerful. We must so completely immerse ourselves in our baptism. Our disposition must be so reoriented around our sharing in the resurrection of Jesus. Our imaginations must be so captured by this reality that we reject the reign of sin and live beneath the reign of life in Christ. Be soaked in your baptism. Jesus is victorious, and we share in him. This is the reality. Sin does not reign over us anymore. Death is not our end, but life reigns over us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let your imaginations be soaked in this reality. You must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus. Caught up in this resurrection power of Jesus, listen to this crazy thing Paul has to say at the very end of Romans, in chapter 16, as he's wrapping up this massive letter to the church in Rome. In his final greetings, which we typically don't pay too much attention to, but listen to what he has to say. He says, the God of peace, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And then he goes on to say something that we're much more familiar with. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Now, maybe other than perhaps changing the way that we end our greetings and our emails, grace and peace and power to crush Satan underneath your feet, this is absolutely crazy. The God of peace will soon crush Satan, not under Jesus' feet, but under your feet, under our feet, under the church's feet, under his people, baptized into him. We share in the death and the resurrection of Christ so completely that this work is happening underneath our feet. We are a baptized into Christ people, a resurrection people. And tonight we immerse ourselves yet again in this reality so that our imaginations and everything about us is all the more soaked in this reality. For we are a resurrection people, a baptized into Christ people. We, like the child, so captured by a moment of joy and wonder, say, do it again. Wash over us again. Soak us yet again in your death and resurrection. Raise us up all the more into your victory over darkness, evil, and sin, and death. Heal us all the more by your powerful presence. Transform us yet again into your joy and glory. Let us pray and act and sing and respond in that vein. Let's pray.